before we begin, we've got Jessie Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jessie, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen. This is one of my favorite resources that we have on the site, and this is our 233 pageant questions, totally free, available for download. Okay, so if this is the first time that individuals have heard about this. What are, the, I mean, it sounds a little self-explanatory, but um, you can go into more detail about what our 233 free practice questions are. Yep, so we have documents that are geared towards different age divisions, so that's really valuable because typically you get a list of questions and it's just generic, but we have different files for preteen, teen, miss, ms, misses, etc., which is fantastic. Um, so you have something a little more tailored, but then it's also subdivided beyond that. So current events questions, general questions, title holder questions, et cetera. So you have this document with 233 potential questions that judges could ask you during pageant interview or during onstage question. Yeah. And um, so we have judges that actually download these too, right? Judges and directors. Yes, absolutely. And I think, Stephen, you've actually heard people that have judged with you that said they used your question list during the pageant. So it's something that when judges are preparing to judge a pageant, when they search on Google pageant questions, this often comes up for them too. So it's definitely in your best interest. Look at the judges. Ju look at the questions the judges are looking at. It's definitely going to be in your favor. Yeah, it's like a cheat sheet. Okay, so how can they find it? And I mean, you already mentioned that it's free. So um, yeah, how can they find it on our site? So I will give the, the hard way and then the easy way, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I shouldn't say it's the hard. It's not hard. It's just more steps. So the first way to do it is to create a contestant account on our site, pageantplanet.com, a contestant account, and then manage memberships. And you can find all the features there. You'll find um, all sorts of options and resources there. The easy way to find it is if you just look in the description of this podcast, the link will be there. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we're going to discuss tough interview questions and how to absolutely nail them. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. Hey, Steven. So one of the most common pageant contestant fears out there is that they'll get a question that they don't know how to answer. And that is definitely a valid fear. And there are certainly topics that either a contestant might not be educated about or that they truly like just don't know enough to answer. But the majority of the time, it's a matter of just getting stuck in their own thoughts and trying to manipulate questions and answers in a way that suits them instead of just answering the question. Yeah, so scary. And that's the, probably the biggest fear that girls have when they walk into the interview room is not being able to answer a particular question and judge those out of them. And that's totally true. And I will say very few pageants allow current event questions anymore or political questions. So for most of you listening, there's no reason you will get a question that you don't have enough information to be able to answer. So if they say, how do you feel about the Iran nuclear, nuclear crisis? Like, I can imagine someone not having enough knowledge to be able to answer that question. But if they say, what, how do you feel, when do you feel most comfortable, you should know that answer. Even if you've not practiced it before or heard that question before, it's one of those things that it's like, most of the time you're just talking about you. Right. And I mean, gosh, I'm throwing out an arbitrary number, but I feel like 
80% of the questions that you're going to get anyway is off your pageant paperwork for these non-political, like non-current events types of, of pageants. Mm-hmm. You know, so as long as you know your paperwork and you're an expert on yourself, then you'll be totally fine. For sure. So today we were kind of breaking down um, some of what our Instagram followers thought were the hardest questions they've ever been asked. So what we've done is we've taken these questions and submissions and we broke them down. So why is that a hard question? What a judge is really looking for, because they're not usually just asking a question to ask a question. Usually they want to know something specific from you. That's the second piece. And the last is how to make the most of the response. Like you said, like, how do you nail that answer? And it's about staying calm and focused. So that's what we'll talk about when we break these questions down. It's about staying what focused? Focused and calm. Calm and focused. Okay, got it. Calm and calm. (laughs) Like that silent L definitely does change it if you're like not expecting it. Oh, yeah. Do you say calm? Calm. Yeah, I say calm. Well, Renata jabs at me a lot for some of the way I um, pronounce my my words. Maybe it's because I'm from a small town in Ohio and it's bordered West Virginia, whatever. Um, she's like, wait, how do you say that? So, What are me, some of the words that she jabs you about? Like crick. And so oh, she's like, yeah, creek, creek, yeah. Yeah, creek um, roof um, and on the house. She's like, no, a dog roof. Or wait, I say roof or Rough. You say rough. No, I say rough. Yeah, I say rough. Because yeah. I think when you were over at our house, like we were talking about all these. Yep. Um, what was the, the the other one was? Um, so I was, do you say do you say rum instead of room? No, I do say room. Okay. But I'll say uh, pool, like like swimming pool. But I also say pool, like it, I'm pooling something. P U L L. Oh yeah. And she's like, "What? No, it's no, it's pool, Steve. Pool. It's all dialect. Yeah. I have a friend from West Virginia that says. Pin instead of pen, like hand me a pin. Pin. Oh, I say the same thing. Yep. P I N instead of pen. Pen. It's all dialogue. Yeah. It's all the same. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> it's a massive tangent. Um, and there's there's several others. So like, yeah, one of the we'll do the word games with friends. Like, how do you say? And we'll spell it out and we'll let them say it. It's like, oh, yes, Stephen says totally. it like this. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, it's fun if you're just sitting around a group of friends, especially if Mark's you're from a, a lot of different regions. competitive person. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is Renata to a T for sure. Okay, so first question that is tough. And um, who does this come from on Instagram? And what's the question? So this question came from Mary Marsha Riley, who, fun fact, was one of my judges when I was crowned Miss International. So Stop I like it. to think That's she cool. likes me, and I think she's pretty great, too. So thank you, Mary Marsha, for sending that in. And she says, I think the question, tell me about yourself, can be the hardest question to tackle successfully. Yeah, especially for international clients, right? I mean, because... A lot of our international pageants, uh, the, the pageant resume, pageant paperwork, hasn't fully caught on. So a way for a judge to, that's kind of a go-to, right? When they sit down and interview, it's just like, hey, mm-hmm. tell me about yourself. But why yeah. why is this question so hard? It's, it's hard because we're all dynamic beings. Like we have personality, we have skills, we have ambitions. And to incorporate all of that into one answer is like, to me, it's daunting to think about 30 years, well, 30 for me, but probably less for other people listening, 30 years of life into like 30 seconds. I mean, it's it's daunting and pretty much impossible most of the time. So like, how do you determine 
what's important and what they need to know over everything else that's happened in your life. Yeah, what do I talk about? My zodiac, my blood type, my relationship status. There's so many different ways that you can go with it. And technically, none of those different ways or those various ways would be wrong because they just left it open-ended. But what are the judges really looking for when they ask this? Yeah, so this is a question that truly has unlimited opportunities for how you can respond. And the judge will take significant note of what you say because you could truly say anything. So what you choose to say on this question because it's so open-ended are probably the most important parts and things of your life. And like if you're prioritizing them to use them in this answer, that must be what you want them to know, right? And people get so caught up in what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing. So it's, of all the things about you, what are you choosing to say? Yeah, and I'm sure you'll get in this when we discuss how to nail it. However, whatever you start talking about is going to determine, because a lot of the judges will just piggyback on whatever that first question <laughs> is. And they're yep. like, oh, tell me more about fill in the blank. You know, tell me more, yeah, your fiddling background or whatever it is. Um, so how can the, the guy or the girl who's listening, how can they just crush it? Yeah. So what you don't want to do is provide a biographical account of your life. Like I've heard people do this as a judge and they say things like, well, I was born in a small town in upstate New York and I went to a Catholic school and then I decided I wanted to go to college in New York City because I wanted to do this and this and then I got there and then I went into nonprofit development and I thought that wasn't for me so now I'm in marketing and I live in Buffalo, New York and I'm in marketing. That is a terrible example of that question because nothing I just said was important at all. Right, and it doesn't help you stick out and it's just like, wow, this girl or this guy was totally like unprepared for that question. Got it. Mm -hmm. That's my exactly. only takeaway. And you knew nothing like significant enough to remember. Like I'm for, I'm very forgettable with a biographical answer. I didn't come out strong. I just, I kind of just didn't know who I, like, did you feel, get the feeling that I knew who I was with that answer? No. And I also got the feeling that you're not really someone that I would want to get to know more. You just, you mm. didn't strike me as interesting. Totally. I can see that as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is my, that is my life story. So if it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was this, it was the, uh, the presentation of your life. It wasn't your life. No, itself. I'm I'm I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So uh, give us the, so that's a bad example. Do, that's do a you bad have, example. Yeah. Do, do you have a good example that I'm so sure? I'm gonna, yeah, I'll walk, I'll walk through some things that will kind of get you started. Um, so I, I would say like identify in rules of three. So is it your three core values? Write those three words down. Like identify the three things that best define your life. Are they moments? Are they experiences? Write those three things down. Or what about the three things that set you apart from every other contestant or the three words to describe yourself? Any of those things will set the scene for what you want the judges to know about you. And I would even go further is come up with some kind of an, an, an opening line for this question. It should be impactful, but not over rehearsed because you don't want them to think, oh boy, here comes a speech that she's prepared for years. Yeah. It should just feel like, okay, this woman or this man knows who they are and I'm about to hear about it instead of like, oh boy, here's a speech. Well, it is kind of, it, it has a speech if the intro to it is too clever. Mm -hmm. you're like, if it's rhymey or cutesy, it's like, ah, 
All right. She's been like waiting on this question for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's a couple more examples. I'll give you a, a prime example of where that headliner comes in. So here's an example of a weak intro, let's say, or an intro that needs improvement. So I'm a wife and a mother that, um, I'm sorry, I'm from Westfield, New Jersey. I work in sales and I have two kids. Okay. <laughs> so those are important things about that person, I would imagine. But instead, what if she flipped it and said, if they said, tell me about yourself, she said, I'm a wife and a mother that builds my household on hard work, traditions, and fun. Yeah. Cool. Tell me about your so traditions. It's more of a scene setter. Yeah. And it's more like, oh, awesome. Tell me about some of the traditions you have. Because my family is big on traditions. I'm like, oh, curious about your tradition. What's your favorite tradition? So that'd be easy to piggyback on. Yep. And like, so just for people listening that are like kind of feeling daunted by this entire task, Stephen and I actually recorded a podcast on this exact topic almost a year to the day ago. It was on August 14th, 2017. So if you go back in the podcast list, it's actually called How to Answer the Question, Tell Me About Yourself. So if you are trying to figure out the, that magic formula of what you want to say, go back. There's a whole 30 minutes of conversation on this question specifically. Yeah. And I feel like, gosh, I could be getting mixed up, but this is like where you walk me through. Like you ask me a bunch of questions about myself and then you walk me through how to answer it or no. I mean, that's felt, that feels recent to me, but also time flies. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I mean, really, we, we do these weekly, and I think we said we're past now our 100th episode. So, yeah, they're, they're starting to blend together a little bit. Um, okay, so this is really good. Um, what this question can also sound like is, who are you? The, like, tell me about yourself can also be a judge can come out and just say, who are you? And you would answer it yep. very much the same way. And a lot of judges will, like you said, like I can remember judging and I'm dazed or I get in my judge binder, the people are not in order. So I'm shuffling, trying to find the right paperwork. So tell me about yourself is such a quick answer or such a quick question to ask while I'm getting my own bearings. So that's your chance to really set the tone for the interview you want to have. Um, so very, very important. Totally agree. It's a hard question, but it's so worth putting the energy into creating that outline. Yeah, because sometimes like directors, they just chuck the contestant bios at you right when you're walking through the door as a judge. You're like, thanks, there's a hundred girls here. So you, you have about 15, 30 seconds or whatever to review their paperwork before the girl walks through the door. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes way less. And then for... Systems like National American Miss, you hand their paperwork, you hand your paperwork to them as you're sitting down. <laughs> right. And that's, so, yeah, if you've ever judged a NAM pageant and it is like on, you're like, okay, great. You're, you're scanning down to one section. You have time for two questions maybe, and then it's the next girl. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's the first one. Uh, the first challenging question, tell me about yourself. What's the second challenging questions that girls get asked, girls and guys get asked in an interview. So this question came from Ms. America Pure, and she says, I was asked this tricky question. Do you think professional athletes get paid too much? Okay, so why is that one hard? So this is hard because, like, first of all, I totally agree with her that this is a hard question. Um, 
But for the sake of education, let's use it more as an example, because there are countless other pop culture or opinion-related questions that, pre that present a definitive yes or no approach. And that's really what makes this hard. Mm, okay, so what's hard about it is that you have to choose a side and you have to somewhat justify that side without offending everybody else. That's very true. And like... It's one of those things where like you have to have enough information to justify what you're saying. You can't just blindly say, yes, I believe this and not say anything else. You have to be able to articulate your thoughts, your opinions and why you choose that side. Hmm. Okay. So why would judges ask this in the first place? What are they looking for? So this is one of my favorite like hot takes. They don't care about your opinion. Like nine times out of 10, you could take either side and it's not going to weigh positively or negative on you at all. Okay. And all they want to know is that if you're faced with a difficult moment during your reign, you can respond with both grace and with sensitivity. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so what's the tools that will allow them to nail this question in an interview? So this is something that I talk through our coaching clients a lot and I've kind of created a matrix for them for questions like this and it breaks down hot topics into various sections that kind of give an outline so if you're in the moment and you've never heard this question before or you're practicing behind the scenes and you're preparing for potential scenarios this matrix walks you through how to get through the question and there are i would think five key things that need to be in this matrix the first is your opinion like you need to decide which side you're on. Um, and then you have to define, okay, what is the for side? What is the against side? Why would someone think this is the case? Why would someone think this is not the case? Because you have to be able to state your opinion, which could be one side, but then address the other one. Say, I can see why people would think this though, because of X, Y, and Z, but this is why I'm this side. Mm. So your opinion, addressing both for and against, the next thing is a story specific or example that backs up your decision. So if you say, and I'm going to make something up off the on the fly here. So if you say, I support gun legislation, even though I can see why people would not, would want to support second amendment right because of X, Y, Z, I am in support of legislation because I had a cousin that was in the Stoneman Douglas building when the shooting took place and X, Y, Z. So now you've not only given me your opinion, you've addressed the other side, but now you've given me some more weight of, okay, this girl has a reason for why she believes this. Or you could say, I read an article that said this. So you can't just say, this is my opinion and drop it. So that is your next part. And then the key to all of this tied all together is your solution-based forward-moving wrap-up. So your opinion for and against something to back it up, and then in the future where you see this topic going. Love that. And frameworks are so powerful because, or matrix as you described it, because it's applicable to so many different areas rather than just this one particular question. Mm -hmm. um, just an opinion. Like, I don't think that they get paid too much. Now, towards like if you have a normal minimum wage job, totally could see that if you're looking at an athlete, and they're getting paid $50 million a year, then you'd be like, wow, they definitely get paid too much to hit a baseball. However, like if the athletes don't get paid that much, right, then you just have one owner who's going to be making all the money 
on the apps. Like, so you have one guy who's going to be making a trillion dollars rather than a whole team making millions of dollars and he makes a billion or whatever, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's my opinion on the whole thing. And if, I guess if I'm sticking with your solution, if I'm feeling extra bold, everybody just stop going to professional athlete games, right? And then the problem would be solved. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, well, there are other topics too. Like if we could even take that down an option and say, should college athletes be paid? That's a really hot question right now. Total hot topic. Same exact way to approach it. This is, this is why I believe what I believe. I can see why someone else would think otherwise. And you can give those examples. This is my life experience, story, specific example, article, whatever have you that backs up my opinion. And here's how I'd like to see everyone be happy moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, these, these athletes, whether collegiate level or professional, they're celebrities. They're not able to go to the same restaurants everybody else goes if they want to enjoy their time. Mm-hmm. Can you sign this? Can you sign this? So they need to make more money so they can afford exclusivity, you know, just to be away from the general public. So, I mean, there's a case to be said for that, too. Because really, I mean, and they generate a lot of sales for um, licensing company fashion companies, et cetera. So by them being good and talented, they create a lot of opportunity for everybody else. I mean, so let's, I mean, let's rattle off like two more of these. I think this is valuable. So you have, should professional art, professional athletes paid too much? Should college athletes get paid? What are two other hot topics, Stephen, that are in pop culture that um, aren't necessarily political? That all oh, pop culture. Well, like, um, could it be said the same thing as like celebrities, movie stars, or like even somebody like the Kardashians? Because when they're there, so it's um, do they have too much influence, or is that the same thing? Or like, do they make too much money? I would say it's. I would say something like maybe. Um, do you think there should be more transparency in male versus female salaries? Mm, that's a really good one. Yeah, I like that. Because I think gender pay gap is a really hot topic, especially with the Me Too movement. It's mm-hmm. all about women empowerment in the workplace. So think about that. Um, and then should there be more transparency with food, fast food, or should there be, a, should there be a tax? Let's, this is a good one. Should there be a tax on sugar sweetened beverages? Okay. So those yeah. are some good ones to get you started. And that way you can practice for against story or fact next steps. Got That's it. your major. That's we good. did do a podcast on this too. I can't remember what the topic is, but it was, shoot, I wish I could remember. Well, we'll move on to the next question. If you think about okay. it and, or like if after, if you're like, oh, it was this, then we can throw it in the show notes. Okay. Cool. Which Perfect. for those of you that don't know, our show notes is like, if you're looking at it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, it's just, if you click on the description, that's the show notes. Okay. Um, question number three, that's really challenging. Um, who did it come from and what is it? This came from Sammy Bentley and she says during a practice interview session, good girl, first of all, for having a practice interview session, Mm -hmm. I was asked to define sexy. This question definitely stumped me because I was so focused on current events or my resume bio that I didn't know how to answer it. It was a great question to do self-reflection of how personally how you personally would describe what is sexy. Hmm. Okay. So why is that? Why is this one hard? And I do feel like this is a, this is a tough one. Like why is that hard? It is a tough question. And again, just like the previous point, it is more like there are several questions that could fit this kind of explanation, but like you've been laser focused on your platform resume and your plan. And often you kind of 
skip those like easy questions like this because they haven't crossed your mind because you assume they're going to be easy. And then you get in the moment and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought this was going to be an easy question. And here I am. And I have no idea what I'm going to say because I put no thought or energy into these quote, easy questions. So you blank out or try to like grasp straws at the right answer. Yeah. Cause like sexy is one of those a bit taboo phrases, taboo words, even like in our society, especially in pageantry, cause you don't want to say the wrong thing cause you don't want to appear in a particular way towards, <laughs> towards the judges. Right. So what are the judges actually looking for when they're asking a question like this? So they're looking for your personality and how you communicate in general. And this is the type of question that makes contestants the most nervous because they totally lack control and are searching, like I said, for that right response. And like they want to win over the favor of the judges and they want to give them what they think they want. And like, again, it's a newsflash, but I feel like we say it over and over again. They don't want the perfect response. They just want to get to know you. So you have to make it count and you have to make it personal. Yeah. Okay. How can they nail it? I'm really curious to see what you say about this. One. Okay. So this is another tried and true formula that I use with our, our coaching clients is think one sentence at a time. So when I say that each answer needs to include three things in order to be successful. Um, Steven, can you guess what the first one is? I'm going to say like, naturally just like what whatever comes up naturally just start talking it's your answer like the, the first piece that has to be in your answer is the answer like you have to say if your favorite what's your favorite color blue you have to say your favorite color right Got that it. is the okay yeah okay so number two you have to explain why blue is your favorite color what is the explain explain that answer and number three is the special stuff that is something extra that ties the answer to you and says something that no one else can. So if you say my favorite color is blue because it is really calming. When I was a kid, my room was blue. So that was always something that I woke up, I saw the color blue and it put me in a great frame of mind for the day. Hmm. So I took this really simple answer. I didn't change the world with my answer, but it still gave something to a judge that was more than just, okay, this is why I like this color. So something more than fluff. So those three things, I'm going to reiterate them answer, explain, I call it the X factor. What I like about doing that is like, some of these things I do naturally without knowing, right? Mm -hmm. This is why everyone cannot be a good coach. You can do something. It doesn't necessarily make you qualified to coach someone else to do it because you could do that thing organically, right? So um, I know you say you get a lot of your experiences because you've had to look at it, like look at yourself in the mirror, like throughout your pageant career and be like, <laughs> or like, yeah. why did I do that? Or like both good and bad, right? Um, what I like about when you said, just answer the question, yes, no, or indifferent, like what is your favorite color? What is like, like define sexy is because it cuts off all other options and it forces you to go down a particular path. Mm -hmm. And you're right. You might not particularly crush it like right off, like with that one question. And it's also just about like not stumping you as a title holder because mm -hmm. if you get stumped the rest of your interview is thrown off not because the judges are going to like totally throw you out the window for answering one question poorly it's because you're going to be so hyper focused on you being thrown off by that one question you're not really going to be able to concentrate on the others 
Oh, that's totally true. And to your point as well, this is one way you just have to get through it. And some people want to formulate the entire answer before they open their mouth. And that is a huge mistake. Or the other thing I see is I hear a girl give a great answer and then I, I can truly see them thinking and she says, oh, and then, and she'll give a totally secondary answer because she thinks it's better. And I usually, I usually say, stop it one, like trust your instinct and see it through to the end and don't detour from that. So if you could, Stephen, I would love to walk you through how to break that down in your head. Are you cool with that? Yeah, absolutely. Use and abuse it. So the question is define sexy. So your first sentence can be your answer. So in the simplest form, define sexy and don't even think about explaining it. Just define it. Answer the question. Sexy is classy. Perfect. Easy. Okay. And explain why that's why sexy is classy in one sentence. To me, the classiest part of a woman and the sexiest is her mind. Perfect. So now give me an X factor, a story, a specific, an example that illustrates that for you. You know, I dated a lot of really pretty girls. However, uh, when you go to converse, like have a conversation with them, the, there's nothing really chemistry happening. But then I met my wife and she's both physically stunning and is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Perfect. That's a, that's a great answer. If you put all those pieces together, like, and you've never heard that question before, other than this, you probably didn't know I was going to ask you to break that down for me, but without doing a lot of thinking, just trusting your own instincts and expressing your own emotions, you got through it really easily without being stumped. And if I could share behind the scenes, when you said just define it, I, I just guessed, I just kind of threw out something because I've never, totally. really, I've never put thought into like what I thought sexy was. That's why I was like, I'm really curious what you would say. And so mm -hmm. you like, just throw something out. And I was like, oh, sexy is classy. Yep. And, and that's when I say, like, you have to commit. Once you say something, go with it. And I always like just tell the contestants that I work with, like, as long as you're not outright lying and you're just expressing yourself, that's going to be okay. So I have, I have contestants, but when they start working with us, they look at me with blank stare and they want to start over and they like nervously say something. I'm like, no, like, I'm going to count to three and you're going to have to give me your answer because in the moment you can't spend all of this time working up your answer and figuring out what is the right response. You just don't have the ability. So you have to just go for it and commit. Oh, and I, I, I have literally had girls in interview be like, Oh wait, I'm sorry. Can I start over? I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Go affect your score, but yeah, sure, go ahead. Right? I mean, oh so, but yeah, they, they ask for that. And that is the most awkward thing on, on the planet, I feel. It is, it is. So I say, go with, go with your gut, don't second guess, and only think one sentence at a time. Because just like you did, Stephen, just then we said step one, step two, step three. I want our listeners to practice these questions, these like so-called easy questions that we've learned today are not so easy and go through the motions of, okay, what's my answer? What's my explanation? What's my X factor? And I don't want you to think about it. I want you to do it like rapid fire, go through those 233 questions that we have available for free for a download and make this a habit because once you have it, it's going to be such a valuable tool. It's great. Yep. And I would encourage like, cause this is something you can practice with strangers. This is the conversations yeah. rolling around and the more, you talk to other people, 
and spontaneous types of ways, the easier, the better you get at thinking on your feet. Mm -hmm. So, okay. What's the fourth really challenging question that sometimes girls get in the interview? So this came from Jonah Curia, O2, and she said, if you could change one thing about our program, what would it be and why? Mm. I like this question. Uh, I do. I mean, especially from a director standpoint, like really valuable information. But for the contestant, though, why is it hard? It's hard because you're like essentially being asked to critique the system that you're hoping to represent. So like how honest can you be without potentially insulting someone It gets back to the director? Will they hold it against you if you're critical or have suggestions? And like, I can just imagine contestants in the moment thinking of all of these thoughts during an interview if this question came up and thus not focusing on just answering the question. So I think it is a good thing that we're airing it out here. Yeah. And it, full disclosure, I almost always ask this question. Ooh. If you're ever interviewing with me, like for a job for Pageant Planet, I always ask people to critique whatever plat or like whatever position they're applying mm -hmm. for. Always. Yep. Um, okay. When a judge asks this, though, what are they looking for? So I think the biggest thing is they want to see that you've done your due diligence and you're thinking about the title as a business person and not just, oh, it's been my dream to be XYZ title holder. I'm so excited. It's perfect because nothing is perfect. And they want to know that you have thought about how you can improve it because like you're not just in this or you just shouldn't be in a pageant just for the crown and the sash, but to be an ambassador and to make positive change for your platform, for your system, for yourself, all of those things. That's awesome. How can they nail it? So you need to, just like we did with the, the other polarizing question is you need to balance being complimentary with being constructive. So don't point blame or be overly negative about what's wrong with the system. And in fact, like you want to dwell very little on the negative detail and be pretty vague because that can kind of seem gentler. So I'll give an example of a vague version and a specific version. So here's the specific version. So if you've been competing in this pageant for many years and you realize the contestant numbers are dwindling and there's very <laughs> few contestants and great for your odds, but not great for the system and you want to see it be better, you don't want to come right out and say, well, one thing I'd change is there are only five contestants competing and there should be more. <laughs> like that sounds very accusatory. It sounds very pretty smug. But instead, if you said... I would like to see increased recruitment efforts, right? So that's vague. It's a little softer. Yeah. And then you can dive right in. And I say, like, I, I beg you, don't point out any flaws without having a plan for success. So don't just say, I'd like to see increased, increased recruitment efforts, period. End of question. So you would say something like, I'd like to see increased recruitment efforts. I would do XYZ seminars. I would reach out to high schools or whatever. Whatever your plan would be, please, after you've done that constructive criticism, that vague constructive criticism, dive into a plan that you have that you only you can say in the moment. And they'll be like, wow, I want that girl to represent our system because she has this great plan to make us better. Yeah, and for something like that, you are coming on board as a title holder to basically be the spokes model for the organization. So in essence, your goal or your responsibility as a title holder is to market the organization. So sticking with things that have to do with more marketing versus, 
oh, the agenda really sucked. <laughs> like, the pageant wasn't on time, etc. Things like that. You're, if you're crowned, you're not going to be the stage manager. You're going to be out there helping girls like, spread awareness of the pageant. Mm-hmm. So focusing more on boy, what I'd really like to see is, to your point, Chastity, um, increased exposure on Facebook, increased mm-hmm. exposure on Instagram. Because that's something you can provide as the title holder versus a, a well-written out agenda, you know. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, anything else before we go to the question number five? No, I think we're all good on that. All right, what's the fifth and last, like, really challenging question girls get um, asked in an interview? So this question came from Blair Marie, and I love this name. So it's Blair Period Marie, and she said. Would you rather be a spoon or a fork? And she was asked this question at Miss United States Nationals. Wow. Now that's an interesting one. Why is that hard? Just because it's so random? I mean, seriously, just like, what the what is this question? (laughs) I, you know, we've heard them all before. Like, what kind of shoe would you be? What kind of sandwich would you be? Like, it's just one of those totally random questions and I can promise you almost none of us have practiced this question. Yeah. Like who even cares about this question? And seriously, I've been in um, a judge's interview room where this guy asked every contestant, describe yourself in terms of pizza, like using ingredients to characterize your character. And I'm like, he asked every girl that. And I'm like, what does this have anything to do with mm-hmm. her being a title holder? And honestly, whatever the girl said with that one, it mattered zero to me in the yep. score because I just at that point that judge was totally on my nerves for asking the ridiculousness. Was that a panel interview, Steven? It was panel, yeah. So who had the best answer? Um, a girl, so I don't remember the state or even her name because it's been years ago. However, she was like, well... I would say um, I would have a dough because it's foundation for every pizza, and I would say, and, and then sauce because I'm pretty saucy, and then a whole lot of cheese because I say really cheesy jokes. And Fine. I, was, I was like, perfect. Okay. And yeah. she's she like, yep, yeah, that's it. And I was like, wow, she really handled that good. Yeah. I mean, so all they're trying to do here, and like to this guy's point, is throw you off. And they want to see how you react to like the most outrageous situations. And are you like creative enough? Do you think on your feet well enough to get out of a jam? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Well, and I, I also say like this is very a clear way to differentiate who's overprogrammed. And when I say overprogrammed, I mean like some people know it as a like aka pageant patty. So it's like the overrehearsed all of that. So if you're thinking on the fly and you're giving a solid response because so one of my skills is like being a lawyer in a situation as I can kind of just figure it out as I go. But if I were to answer that, that pizza question in a really pageant patty way, I'd say, I, I would love to see myself as a pizza with um, very, very thin crust because I can be a little bit rigid because I'm from New York City. And then I would love extra cheese because I think it's really, um, really savory. And I like to think I make people's hearts feel good. And it's just like, oh, come on, come on, lady. Like, that's just outrageous. Like, Correct. so over the top, so crazy. So, like, don't, don't take it too seriously. Like, don't treat that question like the question of, 
how would you transform someone's life as a title holder? Clearly two different playing fields altogether. So treat these questions with what they are. Light, fun, don't take it too seriously. Don't like, don't think about it too much. Okay, is that how you nail it? Is that the secret to nailing it? Part of it. So I will say, you're going to get a crazy question like this. And I just like, Oh my gosh, if you love me at all, those listening, (laughs) you do love me a little, don't say that's a great question because first of all, it's not a great question and they know that you're just trying to buy time. It's like the worst question. You're like, it's a great question. Not a good question. Um, So don't feel like you have to internalize this. Like, don't feel like you have to really figure it all out. Just like we did with the previous couple of questions. It's trust your instincts one sentence at a time and like, work through this like object comparison. So if you get the question, are you a spoon or a fork? Work through it with them. Say, well, a spoon is um, great for holding pasta and a fork is excellent for gripping and scooping at the same time. So with that said, I think I'm probably a fork because I can do a little bit of both like a fork can do and like to multitask and juggle all sorts of things. So I guess more of a fork than a spoon. <laughs> and you can so, also use it to comb your hair like you know, the little mermaid. Like our Ariel, yeah, Ariel, totally. Yeah. So like you walk through it again, I was probably a little too bubbly about it. Cause we're at the end of the podcast and like, I enjoy and let loose and all of that stuff. But so think about it that way. If you get a crazy question, allow them to see you reason it. It's one of those things that that will be charming and it will make you feel less nervous. Cause if you're just thinking like, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? right. Just start talking. And like, they'll like, like you said, like you were a judge, like, why the heck is this guy asking this question? Wouldn't it have been so much better if those girls kind of address the fact, those contestants address the fact that this is a really ridiculous question, but let's get through it together and kind of showed you that you saw through the question as well. I love that. Okay. So what's, what's your takeaways from this? Well, what's the takeaways okay. that the listener should have? Yeah. So the biggest takeaway is the judges are listening and reacting more to your communication style under pressure than anything else. So the content, while it's important, it's more the delivery. So if you can stay calm, calm, cool, and collected under stress and remain in control enough to get your points across, you'll fare very well. So with that, I mean, you've identified what you want them to know. You have enough balance of controlling the questions, getting those across, but also showing personality. Okay. And like, so if the girls wanted to learn, like wanted to work with you one-on-one to get more practice, et cetera, how can they do that? So they can do that by creating a contestant profile on pageantplanet.com and that will unlock all of the membership portals. Um, and you can also visit pageantplanet.com backslash box and that'll bring you directly there. Great. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from the ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Have a good night.